2: Let's keep it real
1: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you may be as you hear the sound of my voice. Oh, excuse me. Um, I pray that it is a blessed day and a blessed time for you. This is Elder Coilette James, and welcome to It's Real, where we discuss real talk on real issues. Um Today we have a, a, um, an interesting show for you, I believe, um, just something that God just really put in my spirit and impressed upon me on yesterday and some of my time before him, and we're going to talk today about how do you refocus your life? What happens when life occurrences causes you to make a break i'm sorry, to back away from the things of God? Is there healing after brokenness? Can you come back? to the relationship you once had with him, just, you know, how how does that look for you? Now, one of the things that dropped in my spirit today is that there are so many people that are in a place of helplessness and hopelessness. They feel that their life is over. They feel that um, they've done so much wrong that there is no coming back to God. There is no way to refocus their life, get back on track or what have you. And, and the really, really sad scenario in that is we as the quote-unquote body of Christ, we are the most unforgiving group of people that there are on the planet. And that's really, really sad because there's not a one of us that has not been forgiven much to be in right standing with the Lord. However, we have a tendency to look at people, to judge people by their actions, and to not be forgiving of The mistakes that they make in life However we want people to forgive us When we have mistakes So we're going to look at that today And we're going to talk about that What does that look like How do you refocus your life Because unfortunately So many people judge How God perceives them By how man perceives them Which is again A very sad scenario Because man as I just said, it's very unforgiving, where we serve a very loving and a forgiving God. So the God that we serve looks beyond our faults, looks beyond our mistakes, and welcomes us home, much like the prodigal father or the, the, the father in the story of the prodigal son. Our father God is there with arms open wide, waiting and desiring and, and hoping that we would come back to him. But because, again, we perceive ourselves as man sees us sometimes and because man can be so unforgiving, we think that our Father can't forgive us either. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to share testimonies. We're going to just really hopefully give those of you that are listening that feel there is no hope, that there is no coming back, that you've lost everything and you can't regain the place that you once were, in the Lord or the place that you once had in relationships with others. We're going to talk about that as well today. So in in mm, just knowing, if you know someone that needs hope, that needs to know that there is life after mistakes, okay? There is life after life, <laughs> to be honest with you, because basically life happens. We all experience life. So, Um, nothing is so detrimental that you need to destroy your own life or you need to take your life because of something that has either been done to you or something that you've been done. So we're prayerful today that in all that we discuss, that it will encourage, that it will give hope, but more importantly, that you will feel the love of God through what we want to share So with all of that being said, I want to welcome my co-host, the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Miss Tanya Roberts. How are you today, ma'am? Oh, you are so awesome. I love you, Elder, and my sister in Christ.
0: Awesome. Mm -hmm. I love the topic when you were just talking about it today. That's a very strong topic. I'm very passionate about it because even after slipping or falling or going back into the world, just what you're saying, the enemy makes us believe that God does not forgive us, that we're not mm-hmm. forgiven of what mm-hmm. we've done, and only because mm-hmm. the world judges us so heavenly of what we've done and yes. who we are. So that's very, very sad.
1: It's, it's very sad, and, and like I just said, unfortunately, we perceive ourselves through the eyes of others. Instead of seeing ourselves through the eyes of God, and and we've got to get to that place where we stop being so hard on ourselves, um, and and know that the God we serve, the God that loves us, is a father, you know. The fathers have the ability to affirm and to build up, and and to cause us to walk in strength you know and it's very unfortunate bit because so many people unfortunately especially in this day and time they don't grow up with that loving father that affirmation in their life so they really don't understand it they don't know how to receive it um and it it causes a rip um, in their in their emotions and in the things that you know they should be experiencing in God, it's just really really sad. You know, it is so so sad. But that's why we're going to talk about it today. That is exactly why we're going to talk about it today and um, and give our give our listeners some hope. Now I, I know you've experienced a lot in life and as have I. And one of the things I can remember, because some, sometimes what we walk through, we cause ourselves. You know, there are times that we walk through things in life that we had no control over. And because of things that are done to us, we allow society, quote, unquote, to put that, that scarlet letter on us and we walk in shame. But some things, you know, eyes wide open, knowing we're wrong when we're doing it, we step out there and we do it anyway. And then, as you just said, we allow the enemy to come and to tell us because we did this and because we knew that it was wrong when we did this, there's no coming back from it. How do we reposition ourselves to a place of receiving the love of God? Just, you know, speak on that for a moment.
0: What was that, um, Elder, that you just said? The last thing.
1: How do we reposition ourselves to a place of receiving from God?
0: Let me tell you something, sis. That was a very hard one for me, and I have, I'm going to be a little bit transparent. Like I said again, you know, it's so sad because we, we, it was a long time. I don't think, I remember telling this many, many times on the show after my father, my father had passed, my stepfather, which was a father to me. After he passed, I remember grieving and crying and still asking God to forgive me. On my journey of all the things of going back out of the church into the world and things like that, the Heavenly Father sent me messengers, sent me messengers to let me know that, you know, I've forgiven you. You know, why can't you forgive yourself? I didn't get that. I could not get that. I couldn't twist my mind around it. Because I'm going to tell you something. I think a lot of it... And I believe a lot of it it comes from generational stems of when we were young And and how we're taught a lot of times And when we're raised about the church and things we are When I was being raised in the church I was always, if you do that, you're going to hell If you lie, you're going to hell Mm -hmm. If you do this, you're going Mm -hmm. to hell It was like hell and damnation So Mm -hmm. that's how I always judge myself I tell people all the time Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus he never, he doesn't judge us like we judge ourselves. And I remember thank um, hearing God. Joyce Myers, thank you, Jesus, isn't it? Joyce Myers said one time on a program, I don't know who I'm speaking to. I believe I'm speaking to someone out there, I don't know whether you're listening by via email, text, or whatever it is. I need to tell you, God is not mad at you. Now, I can cry mm-hmm. right now saying that because it was a mm-hmm. long time before I really, truly realized he's not mad at me. I was angry mm-hmm. with myself because of what i done.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm
0: telling people mm-hmm. out there, and I need listeners to hear me because, see, I carried it like bad luggage or constantly packed it mm-hmm. up with me all the time because I felt that if I had forgiven myself, then I was just telling the Lord that I didn't care about what I did. I wasn't sorry for what I did or I wasn't ashamed for what I did. And people mm-hmm. need to hear that because let me tell yeah. you something. I carried it around because I was angry with myself. I couldn't believe that Mm. as much as God had shown me when I first got saved, as much as the blessings he put upon my life, he would whisper in my ear and tell me who was talking about me. And different things, just the power and the glory of God that you can't even obtain. And for me to go out Mm. back into the world because I was hurt by just all so much, how could I have done this to him? And it was no different mm-hmm. than when he said to Judas, be- you- it's somebody amongst me that's going to betray me. And I remember mm-hmm. going to myself, I would never betray you, Lord. I would never deny you. How could I? And see, I didn't mm-hmm. get it. Because, see, when you go out into the world, then you deny them. When you hold on forgiveness in your heart, you deny him. When, you, when mm-hmm. you're angry about the past, you're denying them. See, because I didn't understand all that, that when it finally happened to me and I finally, it hit me, I thought, oh, my God, I'm one who denied him. I turned my back mm. on him after all the goodness that he's been to me. How could I do that?" And at the time, if it wasn't for a mother, thank you, Jesus, she rest in heaven right now, to say to me, God, he, he forgives you. He loves you. We serve a God that is. That forgives you 70 times 7. I remember my brother-in-law, your husband, had me sing that song at your wedding one time by Helen Baylor. Into the Mm sea
1: of forgiveness. forgiveness. And I
0: think he did it for me. Because as I sang that song at your wedding, I remember breaking out into tears because I thought, he said 70 times 7. You've forgiven me and washed away all my sins. I don't mean to talk a lot about this. But I believe in my spirit, there's people that we need to touch because, because of the world yes. that we live in. We forget that we don't serve a human God. We, sus- mm. we serve an almighty God mm. that doesn't judge like man. He's not a man that he should bless or have to repent anything. But he forgives us for all of our transgressions and all of our Yes, yes, yes
1: what an awesome awesome thing you know what's really really blessed too is he will send people um, to us to to show that love to us in the strangest of situations and you can literally hear and feel the voice of God when they speak to us you know I, I can remember and this was BC, this was before I got saved, this is when I was out in the world doing my thing and what have you and the drugs and whatever, and I had taken from my mother, I had stolen money from my mother, and when everything came to the surface and I sat and I I just came clean and explained to her I had been doing drugs and what have you, and I'll never forget, because this is the only time that I can consciously remember her telling me that she loved me. And she said to me, she said, I, I love you. I want you to know that I love you. You know, now she 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 did not say what God would say because as you just said, God throws it in the sea of forgetfulness. Her thing was, I won't for, I can't forget what you did, but I love you and I forgive you. To hear those words, I love you and I forgive you, literally was the voice of God speaking to me. And it turned my life around. It caused me to do a complete 180, turn from how I, the direction I was going in to come into a different direction. So we need to know that, and she was the least likeliest of people that I would have thought would have said that to me or would have reacted the way she did. If you knew my mother, you'd understand. There would have been no way that you could have told me that would have been her reaction. And for that to be that pivotal point in that time, for her to say to me, I love you. See, my mother was not that nurturer and that emotional kind of individual that, you know, I knew she loved me. There was never a doubt that she loved me, but she was not that one to say it or or to to show it in the mushy kind of way that a lot of mothers and daughters have with one another. It wasn't the relationship that I have with my own daughter, you know, but God used her. She, he used her at that moment, you know, to 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 speak to me, to speak to me even though I wasn't serving him, had not given myself to him, but he still used that moment um fast forward now I'm saved and and I know him and um have been through such a traumatic first marriage in being saved and so much hurt and pain and once I walked away from that even though he had promised me you know that there was life in my marriage and he was going to turn it around and and he had even actually told me I was going to have to take my husband back and what have you but you know a lot of times we get caught up in pain and so we don't we don't receive what god is saying to us um and we will allow the that hurt and that pain to push us out into circumstances and situations that we wouldn't normally walk in now please hear me i'm not making excuses because i went eyes wide open knew exactly what i was doing when i went and did what i did okay but i got involved with a with an individual that god is straight up saying he was like you don't hug him, you don't kiss him, you know what I'm saying? It's like you don't get any kind of, in any kind of situation that, you know, could be compromising to your relationship with me. And, and yeah. one day, walking down the street, I looked at this brother and said, we're going to do this or what? Seriously, I mean, that was just, it was like I was in that place of, you know, wanting to satisfy my flesh, and wanting to sever, making sure I was severing ties with my past, which is how I was seeing my ex-husband at that time, and and so I did what I what I I knew better of. Now this is with me full throttle in my relationship with God, you know, experiencing Him on a daily basis in ways that I I could not even articulate, but still gave myself to my flesh. I, that's the, kind of the only way I can say it, you know. And as soon as it happened, it was like this tearing within me because I knew better, because I knew better, and I knew I had disappointed God. And all of a sudden, one day, I can, I'll never forget this as long as I live, I was sitting in this man's truck, and it was almost like I woke up out of a bad dream literally and looked around and said how did I get here how did I get here you know um just it was just crazy and that in that moment it was like I I can't you know this was like so far-fetched for me and I just knew that I didn't want any part of this life that I was starting to live. I just wanted no part of it, wanted no part of this individual, wanted no part of the situation. But literally, it was like waking up from a bad dream, seriously. But then after that, after the realization of it, there was there was this separation. There was this separation from me and God. I did not feel him like i had in the past i wasn't experiencing him as i had done in the past and now comes the hard part of walking in first and foremost forgiving myself for allowing myself to give in to my flesh secondly the part of lord how do i get back in relationship with you How do I get back to where I was? And I think that there's so many people that feel that, just as what you were saying. You were saved. You knew God, but you still chose because of hurt and pain, I'm telling you, to go out there and do things that were inconceivable in your right mind. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? In in your walk with God, it was inconceivable that you would do what you did. Yet, and still, it happened. And I believe that there are so many people that are like I was on that day when they're opening up their eyes, going, How did I get here?
0: Yes. Now, how
1: do I get back? How do I get back? How do I reverse? what has happened and what I've allowed life occurrences to cause me to walk away from. Is there healing after brokenness? We are here to say to you, yes, yes, there is. Can you come back to the relationship you once had? Let me tell you, you won't come back to the relationship you once had. You will come back to an even greater relationship than you once had. And the reason for that is because to whom much is given, much is required. When you know that you knew better, it's one thing when you're out in the world and you're sinning and you're doing your thing, and then you come into a relationship with God and you change, okay? You're grateful. You're thankful. And all of that It's a totally different place in God When you have walked with him And walked away And then came back The relationship is greater. It's deeper. But let me say this. Let me tell you. You cannot just come back in and feel like, okay, well, I don't feel anything. You know, um, this, this isn't working. He didn't forgive me or whatever. You have to come back into that relationship with him with the idea and the tenacity that you know that you know that you know that his word is true. And his word said he would never leave you nor forsake you. His word said that nothing, height nor depth, nor angels, nor principality, nothing would separate you from his love. And that's what you have to take hold of. That's what you have to know that you know that you know. That it's not about what I feel. It's not about what I feel. It's what I know. It's what I know. And I know you love me, God. Even in my mess, even in my brokenness, even in my rebellion, even in my disobedience, you yet still love me. You that yet is so
0: powerful. I love yes. what you just said. I love what you just said. What you just said was just wow. Could you just only imagine just how Adam and Eve felt in the garden? And they mm. said, you, God said, you can partake of anything, anything except for this mm-hmm. tree. Of good and evil And even though you know what I'm saying That's how it happens a lot of times You walk in and somebody say what about this And you never thought about it before See mm-hmm. you have to understand mm-hmm. when I was raised I was raised in a church as a little girl My grandmother was strong in the church Raised around powerful church women So it was never Like I said again To me I didn't feel there was any error In what you do in your life So anything I did was an error If I made a mistake and folded up clothes wrong, you got to hear me what I'm saying to you. I thought that was a sin Mm. because that's the way that we were raised under that strong Mm. religious basis. But what you're saying, Mm. Elder, man, man, if I can just, I don't even know how to even, if I can Holy Spirit just get through right now to say to you, it is, it is forgiveness after brokenness. But like I said, again, when Adam and Eve and I remember them walking and they try to cover up themselves with fig leaves, the word of God said, God was calling them and said, where are you? Mm -hmm. She said, I'm hiding. Why? Because I'm naked. Who told you you were naked? Mm -hmm. Who told you that? And that's how we are when we go out from depart from God and we come back. Now we're covering up ourselves because we're ashamed. Mm -hmm. Who told you you should be ashamed? Who told you that you should feel bad? Who told you this? And again, the word of God, that's why you always have to get back to the word of God, the prodigal son. He said that after all he had done and squandered off his riches. He basically said, I'd rather, you know what I'm saying? He wallowed with the pigs. I know what that's like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for the father to run and say, my son is coming home. Go get his war. Mm -hmm. Go get his ring. Go get everything that he had before. And he, he didn't say that the Son came all the way home. They said the father met him,
2: mm-hmm.
0: met him mm-hmm. in the middle of him returning home. That's where God will meet you in the point of your sins. He forgives you and he loves you right where you are right now in your life. Yes. See, I'm telling you something. I've had people that I love commit suicide. Just had a good friend of mine a couple of weeks ago commit suicide. I've been there before wanting to commit suicide, wishing that I was dead because I felt out of everything that I have went through in my life, why would I have, Lord, I used to say that to him, why would I have put this on myself? Why would I have Mm. done this before you? Why would I sin like this? What was inside of me that makes them over there remain strong and I've fallen so greatly before you? How can you Mm. forgive me when you've entrusted me so much? When the world out there, they keep reminding me over and over again what I've done, no matter what it is. How can I forgive myself when the people that I love can't forgive me? How can you, Mm. a man that I've never met, a person, uh, whatever, and God Mm. is not a man that he should confess and God is She should lie. So we say that as a metamorphosis of saying he, but how could you? He went through it. He went through in the word of God because he knew that there would be a tenure. He knew yeah. that there would be someone else with the name a Lisa or a Sean or a Cheryl or a Sherry or yeah. a Pam or whoever it is. He knew that there would be a, before the beginning of the time, the end of the world. He said, I looked around. I couldn't, I couldn't find one. That would be worthy <laughs> enough. That's why he, he imparted his only begotten Son in our lives. We had to have a Savior to let us know that when He bled, hung, and bled and died, it was because of us. He said, yes. "If there was one sheep that it went astray, would He not leave the flock and go get that one?" He said, "Yes." Hmm. Hmm. That's what's so powerful. Hear me again. If you just want to win a slave, when he leave the fox and go get that one, he said, yes, sir. Mm. Yes. Mm. So someone needs to know that's depressed. Someone needs to know that's been really down. Someone needs to know, it took me a long time. God is not mad at you. He doesn't judge mm. you like man does. He doesn't look God. down on you. He doesn't sit there and go, look at Daniel. I can't believe it. She would went down there and did that after all I've done for her. How could she? She can't come back. Now, if this was God before Jesus, he wiped away everything. If your father did come. <laughs> the the crops, the crop, didn't it, sis? The crops, the animals, the milk, the everything, the water, anything that, that connected
1: itself to you was gone. It was cursed and it was yeah. gone. Yes. But because of Jesus. And he visited the iniquity of the fathers onto the son. It was like sons had to suffer for what yeah. daddy did. Right. But I want to say this, though.
0: Is the relationship the same? Yes, there's forgiveness. Yes, it is. <laughs> now I want to answer this. Is the relationship the same? Is it ever? I tell people this all the time. If you, I don't care what. You you have forgiveness. I believe that. Is the relationship the same? The word of God says that when he comes in and he makes you clean, you are clean indeed. He swept your mm. house clean. But you better be careful. Yeah. Because if you ever think about going back, then there's 10 times and 10 times and 10 times as many demons after you again. What does that mean? It's a fight getting back. The enemy, if he yes. feel like he's stolen anything from you, if he's stolen anything from you, he'll continue to make you think that it's stolen and it's lost and it can mm. never be found again. Mm. Mm. But he can. Is it the same? Um, no, I, I, don't, I don't know. But is he our God? That is just, is, he, is powerful. Yes. It's not how you fall down that matters. Is how long it takes you to get back up. That's what's powerful.
1: You know what? What intrigues me, um, and in the two examples that you gave, the the example of Adam and Eve, and the example of the prodigal son. This is what intrigues me about God. That when He looked for them in the garden, and Adam and Eve were hiding, and they tried to cover themselves with fig leaves, and they said. Um, we were naked, so we hid ourselves. The fig leaves that they tried to cover themselves with was not good enough. The word says that the Lord, that God took the skin from animals and covered them. He covered them. He covered their shame. Now that they knew right from wrong, good from evil, and knew and experienced shame for the first time, it was God that covered their shame. They did not have the ability to properly cover it. The same thing with the prodigal son. When he decided, you know, even the servants in his father's household lived better than what he was out there wallowing with the pigs and went home, the father did not say. Now, remember, prodigal son been out there wallowing with the pigs. You know he stinks. You know he smells like pure D. You know what? Okay? Okay. The father didn't go and say, go wash and let me cover you. The father said, go get the robe. And he covered him Powerful. in the midst of his thinking, in the
0: midst Powerful. of his
1: dirt, in Powerful. the midst of his shame. The father Powerful. covered, him. covered him. The father covered Jesus. him. So Jesus. we know that God is the one that covers you. No matter what it is that you have done, you don't have the ability to properly cover yourself, to properly hide your shame. He covers it because in the midst of him covering it, he's washing you and cleansing you and removing that shame. That Think about what the word says about the blood of Jesus, that you, know, you come and you're in scarlet, you're red, and he takes that scarlet red blood blood and washes you and cleanses you and makes you white as snow so understand that you will never be free of the shame of what has happened to you or what you have done until you come back to the father and you allow him to cover you Don't worry about what the people have to say. Don't worry about who's talking about you. Don't worry about any of that. Get on your face before your loving God and know that it is he that wipes away the sin. It is he that washes you and makes you clean. He makes you clean. So therefore, you're never dirty again. He makes you clean. He becomes that potter, and you are the clay. And whatever was marred in the potter's hands, he reshapes it. He remolds it, and he makes you clean. So there is no reason and no need for you to stand out of far off from him because of what has happened in your life it is time to refocus take your mind off of the occurrence and take and put your mind on the one that wipes all of that away you know i I was thinking we I, i my women's ministry we have a cruise coming up next month and the name of it um is is finding Ella in the midst of the cinder. And God gave me that, and he gave me the analogy of the Cinderella story. And Cinderella, originally her name was Ella, and because of her wicked stepmother causing her to, to do all of the cleaning and clean the, the fire pit and all of the, the dirty work, she got she stayed covered in cinder. She stayed covered in that black ash and dirt, And so the mother just, or the stepmother, put that title on her, Cinderella, Cinderella, okay, because she pronounced dirt upon her every time she called her name. God does not do that. God sees that princess that he created you to be, God sees that king that he created you to be. So he cleanses you of all of that all the dirt, all the shame, all the, the ugliness, and only he can do it. Once he does it, then he can allow people to come into your life and see the beauty of what he has recreated in you. But if you are looking for, for people to affirm you in the midst of, you're looking in the wrong place. wrong place. You're looking in the wrong place. Amen. 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 That's
0: powerful. That is so powerful, Elder. That is so powerful. You know, for you to break down the story of Cinderella, as much as a young girl, and I have literally have the cartoon, the animated version, the old and the new, what what would happen to Cinderella if the slipper didn't fit, for you to break it down and say why she's called Cinderella because of the dirt that her stepmother threw on her every time she said her name. Hmm. Think about it. We all have, when we're young women or young men, um, a fairy tale in our lives, how we say we're going to grow up. When I was young, you want to be a doctor, you want to be an attorney, you want to be a teacher, you want to do this. And I remember, you know, sitting down talking to my husband one time, and I said to my husband, man, if I just would have had one person really truly believe in me, then that's probably all I needed. And I didn't get that because I didn't believe in myself. So when you're born mm. to your mother and to your father, I remember lying in school one time because my parents had gotten a divorce. And I remember feeling like I was the only one that parents had gotten a divorce. And I would lie and tell stories about how awesome we were together as a family and how mm. we we had no wrongs no qualms no anything I remember that wanting family that bad wanting a family unit that bad and feeling like you're saying like Cinderella a- as a stepchild that was lost and had had nowhere to go but see that's how mm-hmm. Jesus had I feel in my heart says has done us we're the misfit, all the misfits that felt lost mm-hmm. and um, alone and no one to love them Christ loved us more than beyond compare. I tell people all the time now, they ask me at work, man, every time I see you in this kind of, you're in a good mood, you're in this. And it finally hit me. I heard Winona Judd say this. She was singing a song, I Can Only Imagine, the song by Taylor. Man, to just, I Can Only Imagine, just to be in your presence, how it will be. And I remember her saying that, everything that she went through, And her shield having so many holes in it. And she felt like the shield was no longer useful anymore. And the Holy Spirit told her that the holes in her shield still hold it up. Because of what the light of Christ is in her that saved her, that redeemed her, that bought her for a price. Let the world see the light shining through the holes of her shield, Mm. what she went through. Mm. So the world can see that we have a Savior, that we've been bought with a price. There was no greater price than anything. That's the first time I realized that I was worth something. When he finally hit me that he died on the cross for me. If he never did it, Elder, for anybody else, knowing that he did it for me is all Mm -hmm. I need every day to survive. Because I remember the pain and the burden of what I felt like I went through in my life was so bad. I didn't want to be here anymore. I just wanted to leave. I remember wishing death upon myself so many times. Let me just leave here. It would be better if I wasn't here, Lord. But He's every morning I wake up, every day, you got one life, one chance. I missed to preach at my father-in-law's funeral a couple of weeks ago. One life, one chance to get it right. What are you going to do with, with the chance that you have? And mm. I remember, I could not remember speaking at my father-in-law's funeral, but I remember saying this. This man never talked about anybody. He never judged people, my husband's father. I remember saying sometime, I remember telling him a couple of things just to see what his reaction would be. And I remember David Roberts having a heart of forgiveness. Well, baby, it's all right. You never know what people are going through. He never talked about anyone, mm-hmm. see? And I remember that, people saying at the funeral, man, he made me feel like family when I didn't even have family. He called
2: us, up, mm-hmm. who's going to
0: call us? The elderly people were saying, who's going to call us? The people that didn't wow. feel like they had family were saying, who's going to love us now, now that he's gone? Because he exuded. The faithfulness of saying, servant, a job well done. So I'm mm-hmm. saying I'm commending people out there. And that's why I need right now on my job. I don't care where it is, sis. laundromat could be the grocery store. I'm not shutting my mouth. When the Holy Spirit quickens me and my spirit or invoke me, and when I be able to look at people's souls, I want to let them know. I hug people at work now. I let them know God loves you. You, you don't never mm-hmm. know what people are going through. But if you can't be a T.D. Jakes or a Joyce Myers or a Joel Osteen, you may not have a platform that big. But what are you going to do with the platform that God has already given you? And that's just being able to speak up to your neighbor across the street. Some people live in neighborhood for Mm -hmm. years and don't even know who their and don't even know their neighbor's name. name.
1: That's right. Right. I'm not (laughs)
0: speaking to them. I'm not even going to say good morning to them. And then you get up and go get in the car Mm -hmm. and go to church on Sundays. Come home and still Mm -hmm. see your neighbor. Outside and can't even mm. greet them What's really going mm. on sir? I tell people all mm. the time Man, you sit there You can love people in church You can be on ministries in church But you don't even like your own family You can't even talk mm. to your own sister Or your own brother You can't even talk to wow. your own mother That you've been holding a grudge for Let me wow, tell you something sir. Wow. Let me tell you how powerful God is I remember as a young lady Remembering, crying Saying, man how much I love my mother If my mother just only would have If my mother just only would have If my mother just only would have Well it happened the way that it did Because I had to go through what I had to go through To become the woman of God that I am today My mother mm-hmm. said to me And I'm going to say this again and again and again She called me on the phone one day Because you know what I told the Lord And she not only just tell me That um, she's sorry And what did I want that for? But let me tell you, she called me up one day. I was on my way home for work, and she said to me, I got something I have to tell you. I said, what is it, Mom? I'm sorry. Mom, you don't have no reason. She said, I want to tell you, if I didn't do what it took for me to do as a mother, if however you looked at me and I wasn't the way that you thought that I should be, the way that your life turned out, the way that it should have, then let me say that I'm sorry. I remember breaking in the car and crying, and this was my reply. Man, how long I thought I waited for you to say that to me. But I want to say to you you owe me no apologies. I owe you a thank you. Because you could have aborted me. And you didn't. You had me. And you had me. Because God knew I had a destiny. And a calling on my life. And if I wouldn't have went through what I went through, I probably would have been a spoiled rotten child. And I wouldn't open up my mouth today. But again, I remember my girlfriend Cheryl saying something. She said, I woke up today and I realized something. I told all the men, I can't just give myself to any man when God pays such a healthy price for me on the cross. Mm-hmm. Think about it, ladies. How we feel like we have to lay with a man just to feel like we're a part of or we're important. Or a man has to tell us that they love us Or we get into lesbian encounters or, or, or gay relationships I'm not downing it Please hear me I love everybody I'm not judging anyone But I tell people there's an, there's a, it, it, it was an action That caused a reaction to why we're doing something A lot of times mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe How many women are prostituted Because they were molested you wouldn't believe how many mm-hmm. men right now are gay because they were molested. You wouldn't realize how many yep. lesbian, women that are lesbians because something that happened to them that a man did to them that they no longer feel like they're beautiful. And they feel like they have to act like a man to be able to get out what they're feeling. Am I judging anybody? No. But what I'm saying to you is pick up that word of God and read it for yourself. Know that the God that we serve is a forgiving God. I truly believe that's the reason why the nation is in a state that it is right now. Because there's so many of us that still will not forgive ourselves. We go every day stomping on people and angry with people. We curse out people when we're in traffic. Curse out people in the church once we leave. Let you see that such and such and such and such didn't look like this? You see what she had on? You see what she did? We're angry because of not the, the, the incompleteness in our own lives. We're angry because we're not whole in our own lives. You can't be complete if you're still angry behind the past. Mm. Again, the Word of God, and it says 70 times 7. And, I, and, and Donnie McClurkin says, we fall down, but we get up. Because the only mm-hmm. difference between a saint and a sinner is how you get back up. See, that's what mm-hmm. people don't realize. People look and go, oh, you're in the church. No, we never claim that we we're holy. We know that we still make mistakes and we have faults. See, that's what's wrong with the church. See, they get it there and they think because you're in church, you ain't supposed to do anything wrong. So everything you do is held against you. But that's wrong. That's old-time religion. That's what the slave master did to bind us up the way that he tried to, to make us believe. He brought in that to make us still stay bound to slavery. So he he knew about God, and when they brought us as we were mm-hmm. slaves, we began to impart in what they told us. You're going to go to hell if you do this. You gonna So that not that how the slave master did us a long time ago with our mm-hmm. descendants? You didn't pick the cotton kind of rights. You got beat down. You got put in the whole butt naked. They slept with us. They molested us. They had illegitimate children with us, and then they sold us into slavery. Think about it. That's how they try to make us believe that Jesus was, and he wasn't.
1: Mm. Think about it. it's, It's a trip, you know, that we allow a world mentality or mindset to govern us rather than recognizing what our creator, our father has said about us. And and what he has created us to be, what is vital is that you get to a place of forgiveness, forgiveness of yourself, forgiveness of those around you, forgiveness of whomever has done something to you. And as my sister was just saying, you got to get past that anger. You've got to get past the anger because we're mad at the world because of what a man or a woman did to us. And we've allowed that anger to creep into our relationship with God. We've even gone so far as to get mad at God because we're blaming him for allowing what happened in our lives to happen. And, and, The only contribution to the evil that was done to you that God made was to give the world free will. That's it. He gave us free will, but he gave us free will so that we could freely love him, so that we could freely serve him. But there are those that abuse because they don't understand why we have free will. They abuse the gift that God has given us in that freedom to freely love him, and they have turned their back and they freely do evil. And they perpetrated an evil act upon you. That wasn't God's fault. That was man's fault for choosing to do evil, for choosing to wow. serve a lesser God. A lesser wow. God. Wow. The God of lust. The God of evil. The the the, yeah. the lording yeah. spirits in the airwaves. They chose the a lesser God. Yes, yeah. 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 the God of vow. That's that's the the God God of mammon, the God of money. People have cheated you because they serve the God of mammon, money. People have, have molested you because they serve the God of lust. People have lied on you because they serve the father of all lies, lesser gods. But God Almighty, the supreme being, the creator of the heavens and the earth, has never perpetrated a hurt upon you just to hurt you. Oh he hey is man what Say he has again. allowed. What he has allowed is what has happened in your storyline. He has allowed that to shape and to mold you to be even more useful in his hand. Powerful. Even powerful. more useful.
0: Powerful. So we've got that to get so rid of the powerful. anger.
1: We've got to get rid of the anger. We've got to get rid of the self-loathing, that hatred of ourselves. You know, you have people that hate themselves so much that they cut themselves, they scar themselves, they do all manner of things to themselves because they have self-loathing of themselves. Now, I'm not saying that everybody that does this is like this, but hear me. You have people that have their bodies covered in tattoos or covered in piercings, and it's, not, it, it, it's, it's a statement of how they see themselves
0: powerful elder. It's a
1: statement of how they perceive themselves. That's powerful. That either they're trying to hide behind all of these piercings and tattoos, or they're trying to make themselves stand out because they feel inconsequential. They feel that that's nobody powerful. sees them. That's powerful. That's powerful. That's really powerful really what you deep. just
0: said. No, that's even more powerful. I remember... Um, a, a couple of years back, my father-in-law was, um, and we, my husband and I, went over to his late wife's um, mother's house, and my son was, and um, his cousin does tattoos, and he was like, "Mom, you should get a tattoo." Well, all my life, I thought I always wanted a tattoo when I got of age, and never really got one. The first time I thought I was gonna get a tattoo, I was with a girlfriend of mine that was getting her tongue pierced downtown Las Vegas like 1 o'clock in the morning yes people in Las Vegas you can do that we went downtown (laughs) and she was going to get her tongue cleared and ten, you should get a you should get a tattoo and I'll never forget I picked this one tattoo on this wall and I thought I was really going to do it let me tell you how good God is even then this man that was doing tattoos he could have just got the money from me and not even cared he looked at me and said to me do you know what that means and I remember saying to him no I don't it's just really pretty And he said to me, you need Mm -hmm. to read on certain things, people. When you're putting tattoos on your body, listen to what he said to Mm -hmm. me.
2: You need Mm -hmm. to know what Mm -hmm.
0: that means. Because sometimes you can put a stamp on yourself that will Mm -hmm. mark you for life. And, oh, man, I remember him saying that to me. And I remember I wasn't even saved back then, you guys. I didn't even know what it was like to be saved back then. And I remember him saying that to me, and it stunned me. Well, as an older, more mature, should I say, woman, of, thank you, Jesus, of God, <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago going to my um, husband's late late mother-in-law's house, and they were talking My son was like, Mom, you should, you should get a tattoo. And I was like, okay, here, design one for you and everything. And my father-in-law was talking to my late, to my husband's late wife's mother. He was talking in a in gold conversation. We were having a different conversation as well. And my father-in-law stopped and said, "Who gonna get a tattoo?" I said, "Well, I, 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 uh, uh, I, I, I was thinking about it. <laughs> I did. I ain't gonna lie, because that's how much I respect him. Because you you know a man of God when you see it. You know a woman of God when you mm-hmm. see it. And that's what I that's mm-hmm. why I respect you. When I say elder, you're my God sister. But I can't help but to say elder because I've seen the growth in Christ in you, and I'm not into title or any of that." But I tell people when I I call it like I see it, and you have truly been a woman of God in your status of how you've lived, not saying that you are being perfect, you've not made any mistakes, but you have always shown godliness no matter what. And I remember him saying to me, you ain't getting no tattoo. I said, I'm not. He said, no, daddy don't like tattoos. Not on you. Mm. And I remember my husband looked at me and I looked at my husband And I promise you you guys to this date, I've never had a tattoo and I'm 53 years old. But when he said that to me, I didn't hear David Roberts saying, Daddy don't like tattoos. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I heard my Heavenly Father saying to me, Daddy don't like tattoos. Not on you. Not on you. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you Mm -hmm. something. No, that doesn't mean that I've been perfect. No, that doesn't mean anything. But you know what I thank him for? Because I could have marked myself of what I felt, what I was, Mm -hmm. and my sin and mark myself oh my like a beast. Let me say something to you. Cattle ranchers mark their cattle. You know why they mark their yep. cattle? They brand mark their them. cattle. Mm. Know somebody trying to steal that cattle, they know where to go get that mm-hmm. cattle. They tag that cattle's ear with a number so they'll mm-hmm. know what cattle that was. And somebody steal that cattle, that cattle comes up dead and they try to sell that cattle. They know that cattle didn't belong to them. Well, I'm what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say right now is the devil has a way of marking the beast. Of this world. Mm-hmm. So he can talk mm-hmm. what you think. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not telling you if you have a tattoo that you can't be, just you're not saved. No, I'm not telling you any of that. But whatever it is, if you did get a tattoo, if you didn't get a tattoo, our Father in heaven died on the cross because he marked us. He let the world know that mm-hmm. we belong to him. Yeah. He let us know who one we are. We're tagged because we've been bought with a price. And that tag mm-hmm. is so that that's why a lot of times if you guys don't understand why the world don't like me. See, I didn't get that sense for a long time. I didn't understand how come I was never the best friend or the favorite friend. I didn't understand how come they never wanted me to play in their reindeer games. I didn't understand. See, I thought something was wrong with me. I thought that because people didn't really much like me, that something was wrong with me. But God was protecting me. He kept me as his hmm. own. He didn't want me to be oh this or this. Be in the group of this or the hierarchies Because see what people don't know is See I had the ability as well That I, if I was rich I probably would have Been and blew my, my, blew my brains out by now Because see the Lord showed me When I went out into the world how excessive uh, The addiction that I had Already had in my soul Caused my addictions in the world Let me say that again Sometimes addictions in your Heart, unforgiveness Hurt, pain Malice, strife Envy, jealous, money, the love of money. Sometimes those things can cause what we are in the world. Mm. But when you with Jesus and you realize, see, where I am right now is I don't may not have a lot of money or the things of this world, but he takes care of me now.
1: Yes, and what I yes, yes. What I
0: Every day, I tell people when I'm at work, people say, how come you're in a good mood? Lord, you know what I don't want to do anymore? I know everything that I have done, but you know what I don't want to do anymore? I don't want to squander any more time that you've given me. Mm. I don't want to wake up in the morning and don't live life on purpose. And don't live life with virtue and the love for you. you.
1: Glory, glory You know, it's wonderful when we can wake up and realize um, Father, you know, we we don't want to squander We don't want to shortcut We don't want to shortchange that that you have done in our lives and for us And, And it's an awesome thing It is an awesome thing to know and realize just how precious the things of God are They're precious And we have to treat them as such. And guess what? That means you, that you are precious because you are his creation. So it's, you know, like she's saying, she doesn't want to squander her time anymore. You don't want to squander who you are anymore. It's time out. It's time out. It's time to refocus. It's time to focus on the lover and the lifter of your soul. It's time to know that he did not create junk, that you're not a castaway, you're not a tossaway, you're not inconsequential, that you are a prize, you are of great value. You are a child of the living God, and he loves you unconditionally. Unconditionally means not because of, in spite of. He loves you in spite of who or what you've done. So we're just wanting to encourage you today to come back, come back. Jermaine Dolly has a new song. I really love that song. I think it is just so cute. But, and it's inviting people back to church. But I, I'm not trying to invite you back to church. I want to invite you back to a relationship with God. He's waiting. With arms open wide, he's standing at the door and saying, I love you. I love you. In spite of it all, I love you. So come home. Come home to me. Go home to your father. You have absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain. Powerful home. Amen. God is good. God is good. We're down to the last 30 seconds of the show. This has been good, 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 good. I thank and praise God. I thank you, my sister, for sharing and for opening up and being transparent with our people. You know, I I believe that it is in brokenness that God uses us because if we were all so fitly put together and so perfect, people could not learn from our experiences. But they can look at us and they can say, if you can, can be found of him, and find him in the midst of your brokenness, then so can I. Then so can I. So we just Amen. thank God. We thank God on today. We're we're getting ready to close out. We invite you, obviously, to join us again next week. But please, 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 if you know someone that's hurting, that's in despair, that feels that their life is not worth living, Invite them to hear this show. It's going to be in the archives. Just, you know, log on to blog talk radio, hashtag Minister Coilette, and you can find this show or, you know, do a, a Google search for It's Real um, or my name or Tanya's name because it's all out there, Or even brokenness. This, the show has been tagged, and, and it's out there. Invite someone to listen. Life is is precious and we encourage you to live it to the fullness and you can only do that in the lord Amen. amen i love you my sister i love you beautiful be blessed you too have an awesome week guys
2: let's keep it real